Hey guys, glad you're here today. Listen, it is Tuesday afternoon, uh, about 2.15 in the afternoon, and uh, August 18th. i just tell you the date from time to time to, uh, uh, just to kind of give you a, a place to jump from or a place to think about in case we talk about something. Perhaps you're not sure when we're talking about it. Uh, maybe it happened a little longer ago than you can remember. But anyway, uh, so that's the day. I hope that if you have your copy of God's Word, you'll get your copy of God's Word and turn with me. Uh, to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 18. <clears throat> uh, as you're doing that, I just got back from a funeral not long ago. Oh my gosh, it was hot, you know, with the virus and everything. So many people now are just having graveside services. And I don't can't understand why these preachers think when they have a graveside service, they still need to preach that long. But anyway, they do. Um, not sure why. Because more people are worried about wiping sweat than hearing the cop speak. But anyway, as I as I got as I got in the car and, and come home and begin working on different things, I, I got thinking about a couple of things. Really, to be honest with you, I got to think about all the people I know who have the virus, and and I know a lot of people. I know one good, good friend of mine in the hospital. I, I've lost track. Yesterday it was eight or nine, and now there's been some more added today that I've heard about. And oh, golly, well, there have been. Announcement after announcement about staying safe, okay? Stay at home, all this kind of stuff. I, I don't really want to get into discussion of that because I, I, I can't tell you stay at home when I don't. So, <laughs> you know, I, I you know, well, I want a funeral today. I'll I'll go to the church tomorrow, and i got two funerals to do myself this week. So, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get to stay at home. But I'll tell you this, we won't be out in the cemetery for an hour uh, hearing me drone on about something. Having said that, I just want to give you a few reminders and <laughs> kind of meddle a little bit. Look, if you're not feeling good, stay home. Whether you think it's just a sinus drainage or, th- or whatever, the number of people I keep hearing about who have been infected have been infected by people who knew they weren't feeling well. No, they did not have, I don't think, as far as I know and I assume, a, a positive test yet, but they knew they weren't feeling well, they were feeling symptoms. Look at today's world. Just please stay home. You say, Brother Danny, I, you know, I got to work this and Hey, listen. You're talking to a workaholic, but man, I'm telling. I talked to a man yesterday. Uh, I don't know how he got infected. He's just come back to work, and and all that he'd been through, and wherever you know, however that worked, and his whole family's had it run through. And I think they would agree with me. Yeah, yeah. If you feel bad, stay home. Uh, secondly, um, when you do go out, be careful. Now, I, I have and do and, and did today wear a mask, but stay out of big crowds. Stay out. Stay out of, you know, just big deals with just lots of folks. I heard something today uh, about uh, a sportscaster telling different university students uh, whose schools are still going to play football in the fall that they now have to accept the responsibility of acting, you know, acting civil themselves. Uh, I forget the word that he used, but he pointed out, you cannot, if your school's playing football, have frat parties. We have 2,000 people there crawling over one another can't do that because I'd have shut down. And I don't know that I've ever heard anybody uh, talk about that, other people's responsibilities so their college can play football. And, boy, he was right what he said. You know, you have all these parties. You go back to school and, you know, you want to get how many folks there. And he just was made a point. Don't do that. Now, look, he uh, he played college football. He was a pro football player. And so he knows, you know, more how that has become a part of things. But, uh, he just made a point about, you know, colleges, LSU and others. Hey, if you're going to have football, then the rest of the students probably need to, hey, you know, kind of chill <laughs> until things get better. 
All right. Well, look, that's 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 the public service announcement for today. I I, I just I hope that you're you know you're staying safe. You don't have a problem. I hope you don't have the virus. If you have the virus, and we know about it, we're praying for you. If you don't know about it, we'll pray for you. Um, no, we have not put a lot of people's name on the prayer list necessarily that have the virus. <clears throat> um, a friend and I were talking about this the other day. A lot of people want to keep it when they have the virus kind of quiet, I guess, for whatever reason. <clears throat> and so, unless someone says, hey, put so-and-so on the prayer list, and they say, we haven't really added people because of the virus to the prayer list. We will. And if you know somebody with the virus and you want us to, you want us to add them and be put them on prayer, we're praying for a bunch of people with the virus, but we're not necessarily putting on prayer list instead because a lot of folks, for whatever reason, uh, want to keep that as quiet as possible. And in today's world, you, you respect people's feelings about that kind of stuff and privacy and everything. And so we haven't done that. However, if you know of somebody and you are somebody who has the virus and you look at our prayer list and notice your name's not there, that's probably why it's there. We, we didn't feel like we had the ability, the freedom, or the okay to do that. And so uh, we'll do that. Now, everything I'm uh, everything we set up now, I meant, I, I really wanted to say, been thinking about saying it, glad I said it, but <laughs> now we get into God's Word, and, and we want to talk a little bit about worldly wisdom, worldly wisdom. Now, you can interchange worldly or satanic or Satan. Uh, when I say use the word satanic, not everything that's satanic is, you know, you know, pitchfork and horns. It's It's, well... Satan disguises himself, the Bible makes very plainly, as an angel of light. Uh, he'll make you think that you are doing right when you are doing wrong. And so when Paul talks about worldly wisdom, he understands there's an influence in that wisdom. Of course, we understand that influence is Satan. We want to talk about staying away from worldly wisdom, avoiding worldly wisdom. If you have your copy of God's Word open, you might, like my Bible has, I have a header over it. It says, avoid worldly wisdom. That is great advice. Um, I didn't steal that. I'm not stealing it. I'm not. I'm just pointing out what it says in my Bible. Um, might be neat. <laughs> you might want to highlight that because too much of what we see now is, you know, done because of the world. Now, listen. Let's read the scripture, uh, Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians, and I might have said 2 Corinthians earlier. If I did, please forgive me. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 Verse 18, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. So I'll give you one more second, just in case I said 2 Corinthians while I go by mistake. Look, by now you know, as I said, we don't have a cough button, a sneeze button. We don't have any executive producer sitting here making sure I get everything right. And I don't even know if we had one, if that would help. But <laughs> So when I misspeak, when I say something wrong, just remember that people say things wrong uh, in, 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 a, in talking and get in the context of what we're talking about. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, being verse 18. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise at this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. Uh, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it's written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Uh, therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life, and you are Christ, and Christ is God. Paul's trying to bring us back in, get us back into following the right one, uh, even though we may be listening to great preachers and teachers and leaders to make sure that we're focusing on Jesus. And he's warning us to avoid the wisdom of the world or, or the wisdom that Satan has placed in the world 
and the things it do, things it does. So today, I want to talk to you about the dangers of worldly wisdom or satanic wisdom, and and I think what I want to really do is talk about what it does to you, uh, how why you can recognize it. And number one, Satan's wisdom, worldly wisdom, will wrest you away from the Word of God. It will just when you start following the wisdom of the world, when you start listening to the voice of Satan, you'll find you will stop reading the Word of God. I've heard testimonies. I've had people say, hey, you know what? Uh, this started happening. That started happening. Uh, I started doing this, doing that. And then I looked up one day and I, I realized I wasn't reading God's Word. Well, the reason that happens is that Satan can't take a chance. You're reading something that would, you know, wake you up. Satan can tempt you. Satan can uh, twist, you know, twist things, tempt you. He can... Oh, he can do all kinds of things, but he can't imprison you if you are a person of faith. He can't imprison you. I'm not even sure that he can do that uh, of those who are just lost. I, I, you know, Satan's powerful. I'm not saying he's not, but he's not all powerful. Satan is is no knowledgeable, but he doesn't know everything. I'm not sure that he knows how to empower you. What he knows how to do is trick you. He knows how to tempt you. He knows how to dissuade you. He knows how to knock you off your game. I mean, all kinds of things like that. He is good, and I, I say this all the time. He is good at what he does. He is absolutely the best at what he does. He's the best mess maker in the world, but he is not good. And when you listen to his wisdom, he was going to pull you out of the way. He's going to wrest you away, pull you away from the Word of God. That's one of the things. And it doesn't matter. Maybe you're a person who barely reads the Word of God. And maybe just occasionally you go to church and the preacher reads it and, and you listen then. Now, first off, I would tell you, change that behavior if you're not reading the Word of God. Begin to read the Word of God, whether it's five verses a day, 10 verses a day, 25 verses a day. Or like some people I know, I know now who are in the read the Bible through a 90-day program. Oh, my gosh. Man, that's reading the Word. Now, uh, I've done it and I've done it quick. Uh, I, so I know, and I've done it under 90 days a couple of times, so. I know that it is, but that's a lot. That's a lot of reading. Uh, but hey, uh, you can look it up and, and you can find that program. By the way, all you have to do, you know, the Internet's, a lot of people don't know this, but the Internet has not only some of the worst things, the world has some good things too. And, and almost any question you want to ask about reading God's Word and other things, if you ask the question correctly, uh, you can find the answer on the Internet. So if you wanted to do the 90-day Read the Bible Through program, I'm sure you type that in. And you'll find out what you do. Now, let's get back. Number one, the worldly wisdom, know this, understand this, look for it, will wrest you away from the Word of God. It will, however however much you do, however little you do, it will it will move you away. And if you stay in that kind of wisdom, it will eventually get you all the way away from the Word of God. And number two, it introduces you to different ways of viewing things that God has said should be a certain way. Perfect worldly example, genders. All these people about all these genders. Look, I don't mean to start a fight with you. I'm not trying to, if you, to make you mad. If you don't like this, then, uh, I, I, you know, tune out. That's okay. We'll be friends. We'll talk. Or listen and just get frustrated. <laughs> That'd be fine, too. But I'm not going to get an argument with you about this. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Uh, God had two genders, male and female. Uh, he he intended, and he intends for them uh to when they fall in love with one another and to be with one another uh, in matrimony and marriage and all those things that you know from the book of Genesis and other places in God's Word. And one thing that Satan has done today, he's introduced people to different ways of viewing uh, genders and sexuality. Listen, like I said, I'm not here to argue with you today. I'm just here to tell you. When you get away from God, what God clearly states in His Word, 
about male-female relationships, then then you're going down the wrong path, going around the wrong thing, and no, you're not right, and no, I don't care what scientist or doctor tells you or psychologist and all these guys. You know, I believe there's going to be a huge accountability one day of all these quote-unquote health professionals, uh, I should probably say mental health professionals, who are telling people, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you've got this, you've got that. Uh, so it's okay. You, you identify as you identify that. Well, you know what? I wish I could identify as a rich man and be one. I wish I could identify as a man with hair and have it. But I can't do that because it's not real. And these genders are not real. You say, oh, well, Brother Danny, there are people, I know, there are people who believe a lot of things. And there are a lot of things that go in that. The way people raise in different things. But, as I said, if you don't like that, then that's just today. That's one of the, the examples today. But I'm just telling you, when you get in the worldly wisdom, it will introduce you to different ways of viewing things that God has said uh, should be a certain way. It will change. The, it, will, it will. It will change what God has said. You know, plainly, purely. I go back to the Garden of Eden. Uh, God put them in the garden. God told them about the tree of good knowledge. Go back and read it, and you see that Satan twisted it just enough to get Eve's attention, and just enough. I had to move her away from God said. That's what happened. He introduced her to a different way of thinking or of viewing what God has said. Number three, uh, satanic wisdom. And I know oh, every time I say that word, some of you are cringing, cringing, but I'm here to remind you, Satan is the power of this world. He is the, he is the angel. He is a, the, whatever you want to say of this world. And so when you talk about anything worldly, he's got his stamp on it, his approval. He lets it come. Uh, it distracts you from the truth while getting you interested in the lie. Oh, man. You know, there's so many examples here, but uh, <laughs> you go to the... Uh, one of the things that, that Kathy and I have started doing uh, so from time to time is eating the Golden Corral again. We hadn't done that in a long time. And uh, we live in Macomb. It's one of the major restaurants here. Hey, look, I don't, I don't get nothing from mentioning them. I'm just telling what we're doing. So if you don't like going growl, it's that's okay. <laughs> you know, give me another place to eat in the Macomb area. Uh, I'll gladly go there. But anyway, and one of the reasons I like to go there is because of the desserts. Now, I'm not a huge dessert guy, but I like them. They have choices. Well, last week I went there, and I like good pecan pie. Uh, and there's bad pecan pie in the world. And uh, sometimes I even like that, but I know it's not good. But <laughs> I like good pecan pie. But last week, I went to go look at the desserts. And, you know, I looked at the waistline. I shouldn't be eating a lot of pecan pie. But last week, I looked, and I was looking at the different things, and I looked at the pecan pie, and, I, and this little voice goes on and says, you know, that's probably fat-free. <laughs> I know it's not. It's probably fat-free. That's probably the best piece of pecan pie you'll ever have. It really, really, all these things. Well... I can share that with you because I got a victory. I left the pecan pie there. Got back to the table. Cassie, you didn't get any dessert. Well, I didn't tell her this whole story. Um, but I said, no, that's not today. <laughs> so the truth was it wasn't fat free. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But for a moment, I was distracted. Now, i just tell you a simple one because the other one was kind of hard. and I, wanted, I don't like to make this too heavy. But I'm going to tell you right now. We get distracted from the truth while getting interested in the lie when we follow worldly wisdom or satanic wisdom. That's why you can convince you'll 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 tell the preacher, you know what, I can go fishing on Sunday and um 
and, and I can feel God's presence out there. I can go to the deer stand and, and be next to God. You're changing God's word. God's, you know, Sunday's the Lord's day. I, look, I don't, I didn't make the rules. He did. <laughs> and I'll have a right to change them. Everybody misses church once in a while, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, you, you know, softball season, uh, your softball mom, softball dad, you know, following your, your, your baby around everywhere and been there, done that. But next thing, you know, next thing you know, you ain't not to church in six months because you've been following softball. Well, who is Lord then? You see, distracts you from the truth. World. Oh, you know, I'm a, we'll never get this back. Remember this. Listen, if you cannot find a way to regularly attend church because your child isn't doing those kind of things, then you need to reevaluate. Uh, I'm not going to tell you we did. I just tell you uh, that you don't have to miss every Sunday. You can do things and find a way to do it and still support your child and be there with your child. And I'm a guy who believes in being there for your children because I'm going to tell you, when our son put up his baseball gear uh, after a senior after his senior year in high school, and he'd had a great year, and you could just tell the way he put it up, he was done, it was finished, it'd never be again. Oh my gosh, I've missed those days. But I never let, we never let that distract us from the truth and from what God wanted. When you have worldly wisdom and distraction from the truth by getting you interested in the lie. Whatever the lie is, you, you buy into whatever the lie is you think is, uh, being part of worldly wisdom gets you there. Okay, it openly defines the truth of God while denying it is defined the truth of God. This is amazing. It's like some of the cults. And, of course, that's filled with worldly, satanic wisdom, however you want to say it. Some of the cults will use the Bible almost as a prop. And they'll have it there and say, well, you know, you can read this, but, they, but read it here in our pamphlet. Read it here in our material. Read it here as we quote it. Well, the reason they do that is because they're defined the truth of God while, while at the same time uh, telling you, oh, listen, you know, this is God's stuff. This is, you know, our word, you know, we believe the word of God. No, they don't. Anytime you have to read something other than the Bible to get the biblical message yeah, to belong to a group, you have gotten out of, you've gotten off base. You've gotten out of line. I, there's so many things that come to mind. You, you know, make sure uh, that you're not doing that. Uh, and, and the next, and then finally, worldly, Satan wisdom, worldly wisdom, makes a mess of your thought processes, so you wind up making a mess of your life. God is not the author of confusion. The Bible's clear on that. And yet, so many people are just confused about what to do, why to do it, and all these other things. And the reason is, they're listening to the wrong voice. They are following the wrong kind of wisdom. Get back into the Word. Get back in what the Word says. Don't compromise what God has told us. Okay, let's go back. We're going to give you these things real quick, and uh, we'll get out of here. I, I love, appreciate so much you listening. I hope that you'll tell people. I hope this means something to you. Let us know if you enjoyed today. And it was different, different, totally different than yesterday. Yesterday we talked about many years since we retired. Uh, today we've just kind of stayed in the Word. We try to do something different. We try to keep it uh, biblically focused. But we try to do something different. We try not to do the same thing every day. So let's give you the points, the pointers, whatever. Let's give you the outline, however you want to say it. Satan's wisdom or the worldly wisdom rests you away from the Word of God. It just does. It just does everything it can to get you from depending on God's word. It introduces you, introduces you uh, to a different way of viewing things that God has said should be viewed in a certain way. There are things in the Bible. For example, Jesus said, I come to seek and save that which is lost. Now, a lot of people today, they'll argue about what, who's lost, who's not lost. And, and Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth of life. No man comes to heaven except by, by me. And there are so many people today, say, oh, you know, there are other ways to heaven. You know, 
No, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, you know, people argue about sin. Sin is sin. It all, you know, it separates us from God. I don't have a lot of time here, so I need to get out. But I'm just trying to tell you that worldly wisdom introduces you to a different way of viewing things that God has said should be viewed in a certain way. It distracts you from the truth while getting you interested in the lie. Uh, look, as I said, Satan's not good, but he's good at what he does. He's very good at distraction and distracting you. Very good at it. He will do it if you let him. Uh, worldly wisdom often defies the truth of God while denying it is defying the truth of God. It is, you go back to Genesis, you go back to Satan, what he told Eve, you go back and read that, and you see that he denied exactly what God said while denying that he denied it or defied it. <sighs> All those D's and everything. Anyway, you got the idea. You got the, you, you know, you got that. It makes a mess of your thought processes, so you wind up making a mess of your life. I know too many people whose lives have been made a mess of simply because they started buying into worldly wisdom. I look at the world today. You look at what we have. You look at places like Portland and Chicago and Austin, Texas and other places where they're defunding the police, where they're, you know, they're changing um, the rules for protesters and letting them protest and burn this down while burning this down and burning that down and calling acts of violence as peaceful and then criticizing police and those who try to, you know, protect property. Well, that's what worldly wisdom does. And I've seen some pictures of Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and what happened after all their protests. If you want to, t if you want to know and you want to see visual examples of what worldly wisdom does to life, to a country, uh, to a soul, look at some of the pictures in Minneapolis. Heartbreaking. After Katrina, I did a wedding in New Orleans, and it was really close to the Ninth Ward, really close. Um, in fact, maybe within a block or two, really, really close. And the Ninth Ward, of course, in New Orleans was really, really hit hard from Katrina. So anyway, we're down there. It is, short, it is shortly after Katrina. I'll tell you how close it was. The place where they had the wedding and I don't know, I don't remember the name of the place, and I, uh, but the place they had the wedding, we weren't sure it was going to be able to be open because everything down there had been such a mess and so much destruction and so much, oh, just so sad and tragedies. And so about a week maybe, and maybe not even a week, they finally get word that yes... They will be able to open. They will be able to have the wedding. And while I may be mistaken on this, I don't think I am. They were the first wedding, and that's what they do a wedding, a lot of weddings in that particular place. They were the first wedding back after Katrina, if I'm not mistaken. And so we get down there, and we've got some time to, you know, time to spare because we lived in Kentwood, got to go to New Orleans, and, you know, some running around. The day. So we decide to take a ride in what was called the Ninth Ward. And you could still see the destruction. I mean, stuff just stacked up, piles of things. You could pass by houses and see the numbers there of how many bodies were found in the houses or, you know, maybe a zero or the things would be checked. And it was pretty, pretty eye-opening, I guess, is the, for lack of a better term. When I see those pictures from Indianapolis and... I saw today pictures from Portland, Oregon, where our 
courthouse, our federal courthouse has been just destroyed, burnt up, and all this kind of stuff. I think about that day that Kathy and I rode around the Ninth Ward of New Orleans. The natural disaster made a mess. But on the same scale, this humanly caused disaster. No, it wasn't the guy who murdered George Floyd who caused that. Man, that's been so, that's not even in the news anymore. You, you, you don't even hear that anymore for these people. That was just the reason, and they've done drop that. People's selfishness and greed and anger and sin and uh, wrong, you know, wrong education, wrongly based education, all these things. But as I look at Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I see the destruction, and I think about those day, that day in New Orleans, <clears throat> there is no difference in what happens to people's lives than the natural destruction of a hurricane and the humanly caused destruction of sin. You say, Brother Danny, are you saying that's sin? Absolutely. Listen, if you go to a town and burn it down, it's sin. If you go break in a house, that's a sin. Yeah, and, you know, so people have a right to, pray, to, to uh, peacefully protest. They do, but you know what? The protests I've seen aren't peaceful. They call it peaceful because the news media is able to lie on their job and get away with that. I talked about that a few days ago. Uh, it's great to be a journalist because you can lie and people will praise you for it, especially if the lie is is uh, interpreted as hurting the orange man. <laughs> well, this isn't political. This is just the honest truth. I'm telling you, worldly wisdom brings the same kind of destruction into your life as that hurricane or those looters and rioters bring to those buildings. Do not follow, fall for, agree with, study up on worldly or satanic wisdom. Hey, we were glad you're here today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we tried to... Uh, uh, we tried to take a different tack today. Um, you let us know how it was. Um, just a Bible lesson. Just what we wanted to do today. Just wanted to speak to you from God's Word. Well, listen, we way past time. We try to get out of here about the 20-minute mark, a little, a little before, and we have gone over 26 minutes. And so um apologize to those who are riding to work. Didn't quite get it all. Hopefully, you'll go back and listen. DSPreacherBand at gmail.com, all lowercase. Uh, DK Ministries, Facebook page, prayer requests. Other, other things you want us to know. Uh, yeah, there's two ways to reach us. Hope you do that. We'll be glad to print your prayer request and sit it out and make sure that people connect with our ministry. Pray uh, over it. And they do. We have some praying folks connected with DK Ministries. And again, we thank you for listening. Hope that you'll tell others. And I hope today that you'll look at your life and you'll, you'll discover that you are following godly wisdom. But if not, if you look and say, mm, I'm not sure, then take a step back, open the book, and get God's word on it. God bless you. See you later.